Welcome to the Grattan Podcast Channel. You're with Megan from the Grattan Institute, and today we're discussing the post-Finkel energy future. Last month, the chief scientist Alan Finkel released his review of the national electricity market, with 50 recommendations to improve the system. While the federal government's internal deliberations on those recommendations have been playing out in the media over the past month, the state governments have remained relatively silent. The COAG Energy Council of State and Federal Energy Ministers is the chief decision-making body in the energy sector, and it came together Friday 14 July to discuss the Finkel recommendations. Joining us today to talk through what COAG agreed, what's missing and the next steps, I have with me Grattan Associate Kate Griffiths. Thanks for joining us, Kate. My pleasure. So, Kate, just to start us off, what were the outcomes of the COAG Energy Council meeting? Right. So the headline outcome was that 49 out of 50 of um, Alan Finkel's recommendations were agreed. And um, and that's quite remarkable. That's that's a lot um, of the blueprint. But essentially what the, what the Finkel blueprint does is to bring together a series of things the energy sector was already doing, things the sector probably should have been doing, and some new ideas too, into a single program of work to improve reliability and security. And so as a single program of work, leaving one out does create complications. You know, picking and choosing recommendations um, is unhelpful because this is designed as a package. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, the chief decision-making body in the energy sector is a political body. Um, so perhaps the biggest surprise is that they were able to agree to as many as 49. And what are the implications of leaving out one of the recommendations? You know, in particular, what is the importance of the clean energy target? Right. Yeah. So the recommendation that's that's still awaiting a verdict is the clean energy target. Uh, and that's a mechanism to reduce emissions in the electricity sector and encourage new investment in generation. So um, the, I guess the purpose of the review was to look at maintaining security and reliability of our electricity supply through the transition, and that's the transition to a, to a cleaner energy future, so a many-decade a many process. The um, recommendations that have been agreed, the other 49, will certainly help with um, security, which is about ensuring that the system can cope when something breaks, such as during a storm um, or when there's uh, equipment or power plant failure. Um, so yes, the other 49 recommendations will do a good job of dealing with that. Um, but then the second part to the review was reliability. And um, the question of reliability is around whether uh, existing generation produces electricity when it's needed, so whether supply is available, and whether new generation is built in time to meet future electricity demand, so whether investment is adequate. And again, the other 49 recommendations do a good job of ensuring that existing generation should be available. Uh, but the one that's missing, the clean energy target, is essential to that question of whether new generation is built in time to meet future electricity demand. So what were some of the, the wins out of, out of those 49? What are some of the things that we're likely to see now? There are certainly some big wins in the other 49. Um, the, there's a new uh, energy security board, um, and that'll have carriage and responsibility for the Finkel package of reforms. Um, so this gives us a point of accountability for implementation and, and the membership of that board will be the heads of the major energy institutions. So the market operator, AEMO, uh, the market commission, the rule maker, the AMC and the energy regulator. There will also be two other independent members as part of that board. And together uh, that gives us that point of accountability that really um, reviews in the past haven't had. One of the other big wins is a strategic energy plan. Um, so that'll be something COAG has to develop by the middle of next year and they'll have to report regularly on priorities. So again, improving the transparency and accountability of implementation um, for this 
for this review and broader reforms. Um, there are some new energy security obligations in, in the recommendations that have been agreed, some, thing, some obligations on transmission network service providers, improving the connection standards for generators, ensuring the network's ready for renewables. And these are not sexy reforms, but they need to be done. And then even though the clean energy target hasn't been agreed, we will see, um, or we, we expect to see, hope to see, um, leaders agree an emissions reduction trajectory, um, and they've agreed to the three years notice on the closure of power plants. So this should provide greater certainty for investors. Um, it's just the mechanism to incentivise emissions reduction that remains a sticking point. Um, and it may still be agreed. It's it's not yet been decided. And will... Any of these recommendations do anything to reduce um, the high rising costs of electricity? So not immediately is the answer. Like they will help, but um, it may not be for a while. So um, the Commonwealth has decided to abolish the limited merits review process. Um, and that was noted by COAG. Um, and that's um, that's really important because for affordability um, but it will take several years to deliver results. So we can't expect to see that on our bills um, tomorrow or even next year. Um, there's some agreement around demand response efforts. And again, um, that's something that should be really important to affordability. There'll be a demand response trial this summer and hopefully a more permanent mechanism uh, in advance of the summer after the 2018-19 summer. So that was agreed um, in, by the COAG Energy Council it will help, but again, it's not immediate relief. And then there's a broader range of reforms that will help to improve transparency on retail prices, on contract prices, on availability of contracts, on gas availability. All of these things um, are really important because basically if we don't know what's going on, we can't do anything about it. So that first step of transparency is what um, the Finkel Review delivers. And in the lead up to the COAG Energy Council meeting, I know there were some strong opinions from various energy ministers around Australia. Were those concerns alleviated by this meeting? Yes. So there was a lot of positioning in the week leading up to the COAG Energy Council meeting. Um, and if anything, it was it was a worrying sign. But then to see leaders come together and agree um, to nearly everything in the Finkel review um, was really exciting and, and perhaps unexpected even given the um, given the talk in the lead up. So Victoria and um, the federal government have had this um, back and forth on um, on gas exploration and on the clean energy target. Um, and then I guess at the end of the week, um, the Victorian energy minister threatened that states might go it alone on the clean energy target, and um, and that's um, that did actually come out of the COAG. Um, meeting as well. Um, the Labor states, uh, Victoria, South Australia, um, Queensland and the ACT agreed to um, to ask the Australian Energy Market Commission, the rule maker, to look into what their options are for implementing a clean energy target if we can't get um, national agreement. Um, but they have at least asked the, um, the right body to do that work and um, to consider the option rather than pushing ahead and making plans um, without uh, without considering all the options. Following on from the Energy Council meeting, some states and territories have expressed frustration at the lack of a clear path to a credible climate change policy. And obviously, I'd imagine the clean energy target not being agreed to has had something to do with that. How important is a climate change policy right now? 
Climate change policy is obviously needed for environmental reasons um, and that is something the um, federal government is looking at as part of a separate review. So there is a review of Australia's climate change policies happening in parallel. Um, We've got obviously these emissions reduction targets um, associated with the, the Paris Climate Change Agreement and what what people are trying to understand now is is what's the mechanism that will achieve those. So we've got the targets. Um, we know by 2030 we need to have Australia's, so, so the whole of Australia, um, not just the electricity sector, Australia's emissions down um, 26 to 28% below 2005 levels. So what's the mechanism that will achieve that? Well, in terms of the um, electricity sector, the expectation would be that um, the sector is doing at least its fair share. Some would argue um, for us to achieve those targets, the electricity sector needs to be doing more. Um, but if we assume it, that at least um, the sector needs to be reducing its emissions by that same amount, um, that's that's what the Finkel review assumed. And it's, so it took the targets that were already agreed and said, how are we going to achieve 26 to 28% reduction um, what's the mechanism that will drive that? And that's the clean energy target that he proposed. Now, in many ways, there's there's a lot of different ways you can achieve um, those targets. Uh, in many ways, the important um, thing for the Thinkle Review for security and reliability of the national electricity market um, was having certainty around the mechanism, knowing what it was and knowing essentially the rules of the game um, was what he was trying to deliver with the clean energy targets. So, um, yes, there's concern about um, about climate change policy. Um, how will we um, get to 2030 and beyond? Of course, the targets beyond um, are potentially much bigger. Um, but in terms of the immediate uh, Finkel recommendations and and state concern around the, cl- the clean energy target, it's um, it's about our our energy investments going to be possible without knowing the mechanism and without having a stable mechanism in place. So we do need to give investors certainty because we do need to see new investment in generation in the coming years. Um, Supply is already tightening in some regions, particularly in South Australia and Victoria. Um, We haven't seen much new investment lately. New investment is needed because it's, it's the big difference for pushing down prices. It's it's what we'll need to, to meet the changing needs of the system to meet our emissions reduction targets. Uh, we'll need more low emissions um, electricity generation and um, to ensure sufficient generation over the next decade or so um, as other power plants retire, we'll need to be replacing um, generation. So for all of those reasons, we'll need to see new investment and um, agreement on climate change policy will give that kind of clear signal um, for energy investors on what we expect of our future supply. So energy investments are long-term assets, they last for decades. Um, We have to ensure that those signals are clear and reflect our society's needs now and in the future. So we can debate the timeline for emissions reduction um, and the mechanism to drive it. But if we still need to get there, then having a clear, stable mechanism is um, the best uh, signal for investors. So, Kate, with 49 of the 50 recommendations now agreed upon, what what happens now? What are the next steps for Australia's energy system? So there's actually quite a massive program of work for the energy institutions now. So they'll be getting on with that, and it's great that they've now been given the go-ahead. 
this new energy security board um, that was agreed upon, it will now be having carriage, I guess, of the Finkel package of reforms. So it'd be interesting to see how quickly that's put together, um, but it will need to be in place in the coming months to drive this. And uh, then, of course, CAIG itself still needs to resolve this question around the clean energy target. The the coalition um, party room is considering it and the states will need to be considering it. Um, So whether that is a state-led or a federally-led scheme is still to be seen or whether something else emerges in that space. And and yes, the Labor states of Victoria, South Australia, Queensland and the ACT have asked um, the Australian Energy Market Commission to look into the options for implementing the clean energy target. Um, So we're yet to see what a design might look like for that. But there'll be other decisions for COAG to make over the coming months as the work of the market operator and the market commission comes to fruition and turns into specific recommendations. Um, And I think that's actually where the political commitment to the Finkel blueprint will be really tested when we get down to those specific recommendations, whether they'll be picking and choosing at that point. So in parallel, we've got the climate change policy review, which will be happening Um, which we'll be reporting back later this year. And um, the Coag Energy Council will need to be mindful of recommendations from that, but it is not um, a decision that they make. This is a a question of of federal climate change policy. And um, if there are implications from that for the electricity sector, then that will need to be worked through by both Coag Energy Council and this new Energy Security Board. Um, But yeah, overall, I mean, there's... Um, nothing like a blackout to generate momentum around (laughs) energy policy reform. Um, And it's been good to see everyone come together, 49 out of 50 recommendations at the last meeting. Um, So we're seeing more generally a backing of the Finkel review. Mm. Um, But these reforms will take time and some of them um, will take many years. So over time, ministers change, other priorities arise. The question is, can the sector, the energy institutions, the Coag Energy Council maintain the momentum that they've built? Thank you so much for your time today, Kate. If you'd like to hear more about the Finkel Review, head over to our podcast channel either on our website, grattan.edu.au, or on your podcast app where you'll find podcasts of two recent events held in Melbourne and Sydney where Alan Finkel went through his findings with a panel of experts and fielded questions from members of the audience. You'll also find on our website some recent articles following the release of the Finkel Review which discuss it in more detail. And of course, stay up to date with all of Grattan's news, research and events by subscribing to our Twitter at Grattan Inst or on Facebook Grattan Institute. And as always, if you've enjoyed this podcast, then please help your friends to find it by heading over to iTunes and giving us a rating or review. Thanks for listening. Grattan Institute is uniquely positioned to bring an independent, rigorous and practical lens to big issues in public policy with the capacity to talk honestly to both sides of politics. We maintain this unique position through the generosity of the public and our affiliate companies. If you would like to find out more about contributing to our continued independence, head to our website to donate, grattan.edu.au. This has been a Grattan Institute podcast. If you want to hear more, subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes.